Because I got backstage, saw Andrew, and then I went and grabbed my clothes to go out. And my son ran past security in backstage <laughs> and was going crazy in there. And I gave him a hug. I kneeled down. <laughs> I didn't even have my pants on yet. And oh I, man! And I, I had, and I, and I gave him a hug. And I was ta- giving him a talk. This is th- this is what happens when you never give up. I've taken. You've seen me lose so many bodybuilding shows. And just like you've lost wrestling matches and you're going to lose wrestling matches. But what do we always say? You always got to get back to the gym or your wrestling mat on Monday and get better. And then this is the final. Your time will come. And then I so I had that on video. He's nodding his head. He gave me a hug and everything. And and then, you know, we took some pictures. But that was like the culmination of everything because it was just lead by example. Like man, we got he, he's eight, but he's. I, <laughs> I, right, I feel it too. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to Blood, Sweat, and Gear with Coach Andrew Berry, myself, Scott McNally, and new IFBB Pro Gary Turner. What's up, brother? <laughs> it's got a nice ring to it. I'm very good. I'm on a. I'm running on a very high. Uh, these past couple of days, uh, as you can imagine, I bet, man. We were we were kind of talking a little bit about it before the show, but Andrew was like, "Hey, listen, don't say too much. We we want to talk about it, you know. Once we get started, so Andrew, what would you what do you want to ask him uh, as we as I we dive ask into if, this? First thing I want to ask is if he remembers the first thing I asked him when I saw him backstage when you know after the night show had already been announced and he he, he was new IPB Pro won that class. Do you remember what I asked you, or are, you, are your motions just like going like this? I remember you asked me to be on the podcast on Wednesday. <laughs> that, that was the second thing I asked. I that was that. the second. The first thing I was like, "So, what do you what think?" Was, what, like, what was the one? What was the first one? First one was, "What do you think?" Oh, one show, maybe every- one show, and you go, "I'm not losing this high." You're like, "I'm not. Lo- I'm going out on top." I said I was going out on top. I'm not losing this yeah. high, and 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 I, I want to know: do you, are, are you still yeah. after the dust has settled a few days? Go ahead and tell us about that. Yeah, um, it's it's done. You know, I'm going to make it, a, you know, for anybody watching, obviously, that may or may not know, and we've talked about it on the last podcast. Like, no, I'm, I'm going to retire. Um, you know, I'm, I just want to go out because there was a lot of things, and we're going to talk about it, that were like circumstantially picture perfect that happened, that all lined up in this to happen that I couldn't, like, you know, I couldn't dream of, like, anything going better than yeah. what it was. And uh, and I wouldn't, listen, and I'm going to have a separate post on my social media with, like, the retirement. And I'm going to probably do, like, a video, like, explaining why. And, you know, there's just, it's, I understood my ceiling is that it took every bit of my being to get in this position <laughs> to to you know to be able to accomplish this and that was the goal you know the the more recent goal after like i let go of i'm not going to be mr olympia i'm not going to be a winning pro and stuff like that you know you got those step downs um and then you got and then i got here and i was like you know i'm i'm there i i I want to accomplish this um but knowing you know what it took to get here um and how fortunate i was to to win this, you know, the supplementation that took to even get that look, you know, was high, high. We, we pulled out all the stops and it's not sustainable going into the future if in a pro ranks and it wouldn't make a difference either. So it's not like, um, Hey, listen, man, you just take a, you got to add some more muscle on. There's no more muscle to add up. Dude, I was the lightest that I was in this show back it was the same weight as 2017 i no weighed kidding. in at 215 wow. i got on stage at 213 213.8 give wow. you a reference my biggest was 235 at the 2021 usa's when i placed fifth and i felt huge and i was lean like stage acceptable lean but i wasn't diced i mean like I was, the reason why we're even having this conversation is because how shredded I was. You were you know, peeled, the fact dude. that I pulled a nasty vacuum in my, and it, I never, when I turned, I got kind of emotional when I saw the rear shots and I didn't think that they were going to come out that way. 
mm. like on stage. Usually on stage, it's like not as shredded as like your garage morning check-in photos. Like those are good. And you're like, all right, I'm peeled. But then you get on stage and you're like, or you look at the NPC pictures and you're like, dude, this guy doesn't look that fucking shredded. And it's like, yeah. I did not expect to see that. And I actually got kind of emotional with them. Like, man, that's what I dreamed of. Yeah. Was that. That's wild. Right there. Well, I would say these pictures so, are yeah. every bit as good as the, sh- the pictures that you guys posted at two days out. I think from like a gym, you and Dom yeah. um, were going through like a, a pump workout. And I would say these pictures are better than like the conditioning shows up even better in these pictures as um, mm-hmm. uh, than those pictures. And so what my point is that there was no loss in carryover. There was no hmm. there's no like loss from filling out. There was no voodoo magic that caused you to go backwards. Yeah. It was, it seems like it, you just got better and better every single day and talking to Dom Cardone, your coach, that's exactly what happened. Do you, do you want to talk to us a little bit about that, about how your peaking process, your relationship with Dom and how he was the first coach that's ever flown out to like be there at a show for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I, um, I, I, this is the 18th show I've ever done 13 years of competing. And uh, I never had a coach at a show. You know, I've had various coaches throughout, you know, some local – might start off with like a local coach that – and I did local shows. They didn't come. I thought that mm. was – in the beginning, I thought it was normal. And then I started to get like more advanced and like, you know, I, things didn't really work out as much. Like I wasn't really perfect on stage and I was always like, you know – why don't they ever come to my show? I'm willing to pay. It's not like mm. I expected them to fly out on their own dime. I've I've asked, offered, and like declined. And then I've seen coaches mm. go to like their pros shows like the week after, and yeah. it was like, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there going, and talk about feeling like I guess I use the word underdog, but like I don't want to use the word like nobody. You know, it's like, dude, I'm trying harder than that fucking pro. I know yeah. that I'm putting more effort into me. He just has better genetics, and you're trying to capitalize because you think it's more important. And I know that I could be better. I used to tell my wife I could be better, like in the peaking process. And a lot of it was just arbitrary. Like, like you're going to drink X amount of water up until, uh, until Friday, we're going to take a diuretic and hope to God that you wake up dry. And I never really woke <laughs> up and was like, and I never really woke up like, holy shit. I knew with Dom. Now he, he his way is set up. I knew that the, the way that each picture set with, that was going to, post meal as the peaking process, it was very predictable. Okay. I knew that mm-hmm. I'm going to eat this. I'm going to drink this water and I'm going to look nasty after. And then I'm going to look even better when I wake up in the morning. So mm-hmm. that was a big thing. When he told me like right after the Lehigh, Hey, listen, I got another guy in the show. I want you guys to pay for me to come out. Uh, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I, and <laughs> I knew at that point I was going to win. I knew yeah. because I knew that I just got like really amped up. And then, you know, like I said, I said, I got an Airbnb. You stay with me. His, the other guy already had him set up. He's Ross Flanagan's friend. So they stayed together. And, um, you know, Dom went over there when he needed to do stuff. He stayed with me. And, um, so he took me through like the final workouts. And to give you an example that always kind of like stood out, I've always competed the USA's North Americans, right? Just to use an example, I've always seen Jansen show up with his heavy hitter clients that were always in my class. Yeah. And he would basically mm-hmm. walk them to the scale. He'd walk them right up to the scale, and you'd be like, fuck. And here you are by yourself, just like like a peewee, like trying to fucking just ha- handle your business. And then like, and you know that the big dogs just walked in. I remember Austin Connolly came in for the USA's last year. Jansen walked him right up, just like his prized racehorse. <laughs> came right in. And he had all, he had all those motherfuckers at the gym. Pump this, that, this, pose here, bang, bang, bang. They both won. And it's like, it's that, that has a reason. He's not doing that for fun. Yeah. He's doing it because he believes these guys are going to win and it's showing that way. And then when Dom said that, I said, now I have that. And it worked exactly right. Bang, bang, bang. I had the confidence going in. And then Dom was backstage. I didn't even do any thinking. I was just sitting there. And he would give me the Rice Krispie treat, and he'd go, eat this now. Pump. He goes, breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. And I, and I said, what do you think? He goes, I already looked at everybody in line. They're not in condition like you. He goes, you're fine. He was the one. He goes, I already have this all scoped out. You just need to go hit the post. He walked me right up to the steps, and then he was in the stands. And he was the loudest guy in the stands, too. 
Yeah, yes. I was I was listening for his cues because he was screaming Gary, and then I I, I found where he was in the stands, and then I was just locked on because we were we were working on posing cues in the in um in the in the Airbnb like uh, you know make sure you scoop your back your backpack and your side chest. That was one thing is I kept like keeping my shoulder up and mm-hmm. it was kind of throwing me off. It was scoop. Or um, you know, with the with the abs and thigh shot, I was coming over the top too much. You, I needed to be more upright. So he would, I heard him scream, "Chest up, upright!" So and and so I, I hit it correctly. So just those things. It was just the confidence going into it that that really um, solidified the deal. I've told him that a million times. You know, within 15 minutes of my kid meeting Dom in between the shows. Dom's got his arm around Lucas, sitting in the freaking things, and he's all bullshitting with everybody. In 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 you know a couple of my friends, Frank and Steve Ianu, uh, were there. Well, Steve and, was uh, there, and, nice. and, and, and they're all just bullshit. Yeah, Steve. Steve was there before prejudging at my Airbnb. Okay, and then, and then so then he looked at me after the prejudging with Dom because I had to do a check in real quick in person to see what the next meal was going to be, and then Steve was like, "Dude, I seen the pictures." But seeing it up close, his skin is so thin right now. He goes, "This is insane." He goes, and, and, and he was, and, and even Steve was like, "You're gonna win," you know. And so that was like, it was just very, very low. You know, we just didn't want any kind of weird fucking shit to happen at finals, which we've seen John Meadows happen a million times. So yeah, I didn't want to. Yeah. I watched the John Meadows. Pro, I watched the John Meadows winning at the USA's with Dave Palumbo. Um, video in between prejudging. <laughs> I watched the show. I watched Shelby Starnes Masters Nationals thing in between oh, prejudging. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, re- those are the guys that resonated with me at this point in my career. You yeah. know, those are the guys that that be, I'm not. I'm not watching. Uh, listen, they're great athletes. I'm not watching Keon Peer- Pearson win his pro card. I'm not watching Jason <laughs> Howard's for you. That was good. That that was a good interview. But those guys were nasty bodybuilders from day one. Shelby yeah. and John weren't. Yeah, and that's so wild. That, I could totally the, see those were the. I could totally see that resonating with you, Gary, because I think you know we talk about genetics so much in the sport, and you mentioned like Keon or you know Jason Huff. Everyone knew that those guys. It was just a matter of time that they were going to turn pro. Was it one show? Was it two qualifiers? Which one was it going to be? And then everyone knew, oh, those guys are going to be Olympians within the first, maybe second year of, of being a pro. I, I, cause I agree with you. Cause I, those are the guys I always looked up to John Shelby, um, even like Dave Palumbo, even though he didn't, you know, get his pro card. Absolutely. Uh, you know, he guys right there were, with him. Yeah. Yeah. Guys that just like, they didn't have those top 1% it genetics that, you know, and I think you mentioned like Matt Jansen running his prize horse it up. He tends to get a lot of those guys that have that, you know, up upper echelon genetic they're pretty they can get in shape at the same time they have the right size but it, i just want to say a big shout out to dom for noticing that you that you noticing what your talents were noticing mm-hmm. what you were going to bring to the stage and knowing that i don't have an athlete that i have to worry that he's going to go off and pull you know some other trick or he's going to talk to some other coach behind my back or even let his buddies influence his decision. I got an athlete that's literally going to follow the plan. And I think yeah. when that happens, when you got a coach that's into you and an athlete that follows the plan, that's when the magic happens. And that's when the athlete sees, reaches their best potential ever. Yeah, I would agree with that. Now, so I, I feel like this day was just an absolute, the whole weekend, you know, leading up to this, it was an absolute picture perfect weekend. Like this couldn't have gone better. Is this, and you think back to, when you first started bodybuilding, you know, you, you imagine it, we all envision it. We start competing and we imagine getting the pro card. How did you expect things to turn out like way back at your first show compared to how they did look and, and basically the, the overall picture with who you are today, with where you're at now, how are things different? Well, when I first started out, the, the pro card, I thought, like, I was still, like, I'm going to be Jay Cutler. Like, so I thought that I was going to be, it was going to be, like, a USA or North Americans type. And then I was going to go on to, like, you know, be, like, 270 on stage. That uh, uh, that cha- changed, obviously, you know, as I came through, where I realized, okay, well, you're not putting on muscle like that um, that amount. You're not shredded on that level. Um, but in terms of, like, the vision, in terms of how I got the pro card, um it really stacked up pretty close and surpassed that. Um, and where, where that really surpassed that is Andrew was there. He, 
the crowd reaction is what really overwhelmed me is when they announced that they said in second place uh, and then they mentioned the competitor leaving me as the last guy the place erupted I that's what it I went heard, cra- man it went crazy it went crazy and I was just like fist pumping and I didn't I I didn't um I got like emotional I didn't like collapse or anything because I wasn't gonna be that like theatrical but like <laughs> you know I was like you know fist pumping and and, and like like I couldn't believe it and and um you know what made that even even better was that Christian Coronado this is his shirt which th- this saying is like our thing is keep showing up because Christian's done 32 shows. Damn. He's competed three years before me and you know, he's taken his losses. He's had some wins too. And you know, we've both just like really just been grinding it out. He was announced the winner of the light heavyweights in 35 plus that's, you know, to me, I was really starting to feel pressure because I was online getting nah. ready to go perform my routine. And yeah. I'm like, Man, okay, Christian won. I think that I'm going to win, but I just don't want any weird thing to happen now where this can't be. Because the funny thing is, is that the night before I couldn't go to sleep. I couldn't. I was trying on a couch. I started in the bed. I moved to the couch. I got the fan on me. And I just, I pulled out YouTube and Christian and I had a a Universal, when he worked with Universal, we had a a, a series called... uh, uh, I forget what the series was called, but it was a dual employee series of me and Christian. And I, okay. it just came on the, like the recommended. And I, 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 wow. it was 1230 and I sent it to him. I said, I said, I can't sleep. I said, can you imagine if we do this tomorrow? <laughs> and, and, you know, I had no idea what kind of condition he was in. I had no idea where he was expecting to place or anything like that. He wins. And so they keep me on stage because we got to go for the overall now. And Christian comes over, he, he's patting me on the back, even like while we're on the middle of the stage, you know, usually you come out and you're all like game face, but I got to win the overall now. He's smiling, he's patting me on the back because he knows that I'm pro now. And then I start on the outside, Christian starts uh, next to me, and then the middleweight was in the middle split center with Christian. Immediately, they move me to the center for the middleweight. So me and Christian are dead center, four guys. Uh, we're split center and we're hitting our pose. Yeah. And it's it's going there. And and then we go to the pose now. We hit the head-to-head most muscular thing. And like I said, this guy cooked my food the entire prep. It's my it's my food sponsor, Christian. On top of my friend and everything, he cooked all my food. And and so now we're posing down together. We're both pro. And it was close. Christian won the won the overall. And I thought if, if somebody said, oh, because I'm competitive – I didn't give a shit one se- for one second. Yeah. I was happy. I hugged him, and like I, I, all I whispered to is, "I can't believe that we did it." And then he went and got the trophy. I cared nothing about that overall because I came for the class win. That would have been an extra trophy to throw in the in the thing. It wouldn't have benefited anything else. I'm glad he got it, and that's and that's thing. And I looked at pictures, and it was fucking close. So it was, you know, it was uh, it was like a shot for shot type thing. He had some good shots. I had some good shots. And then so it's like, you know, um, it, it, you couldn't – that's when I also made me get emotional. It's just that Christian was on there as well. That, that's you so know, cool, that man. we could end it like that. Because we, we were both thinking about – I don't know for sure if he's going to cut it short, but he's definitely talked about it with me that, you know, just, you know we got a lot going on. And, um, and it was just like clutch. Clutch is like a word that I could think of that if we were both thinking about ending this whole thing, to be able to drill it like at the end. And the classes were no slouches. Yeah. I mean, uh, Andrew was there. The, the heavyweights were – we got online, and that guy that took third, Chris Sullivan, he won the 40s, the 40s heavyweights. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there, and I'm like – and and he got added back in from the 40s to the 35s, and I'm like – Oh boy! And Dom even admitted after, before pre, he admitted at prejudging, like after we were done and I was in the center and that kid wasn't. He goes, I was worried when they added that kid in because you are the victim of like the pretty black dude with the great shape and the great muscle bellies that could just drill you. He goes, but you were just too shredded for him and you outposed and outpresented him, uh. and and that's why that happened. But he goes, but don't, but make no mistake about it. If that kid came right, he probably could have beaten me. But just everything just, mm-hmm. you know, added right. And that's a guy like a guy like me has to do everything perfect. 
There's no doubt, Gary, though, you were by far, I can't think of anyone in the show that had better condition. And it's and it's rare that the guy in the biggest class, you know, the, the heaviest weight class is in the best condition in the whole show. I, I don't think Dom could have peaked you any better. I really don't. No, that was and a I was watching. Peak. That really was. It was a perfect peak. But but I want to say this, cause I, and, I, and I really want to throw some love to Dom because he had another guy that won a couple overalls. I think he won a 35 and the open overall in Classic. Um, right, I believe, and maybe the forty thirty-five. I'm getting Cody shredded, peeled. Yes, shredded, peeled, peaked perfectly. It was almost like you could pick out who Dom's guys were in this show, like, That's uh, cool. like legitimately, like the guys that were the right amount of separation, the right amount of fullness, and then just as bone dry as you possibly could, could be. That's all, and, and I also got to throw out, at the same time, he had guys competing in the Orlando, and he had guys competing um, somewhere else. Some other kid won an overall. So I got to give a big shout out to Dom, because mm-hmm. I know how it is to control, you know, to handle athletes in three different time zones. And, you know, you're there in one show, and you're trying to be present, right? Because yeah. it's really hard as a coach to be present when you're also getting text messages from five other people that are competing that day. So big shout out to Dom. He, he friggin' shut the door and nailed it with you. He nailed it with the other kid um yeah I, I, it was something to watch and, and, and in regards to that overall it was one of those things where like because i feel like whenever you there's a story where there's you know the guys that have been grinding it out for years right tip like like when it was john meadows everybody in the building wanted john meadows to win when he won his universe title right like everybody did it wasn't even 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 like the guys in the lineups like their wives and girlfriends wanted john meadows to win because it's a storybook <laughs> ending right you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> It was really hard because you don't know who to root yeah. for when yeah. it's like two of your buddies at their peak of their career doing their thing. They just got their IFBB pro card. It was it was really awesome to watch. And it was like, man, he's got him on this shot. Oh, shit. But yeah, Gary turned around. He's got a bigger back. It was one of those back and forth things that was really fun as a fan to watch, especially when you have like a personal connection and knowing like mm-hmm. the backstories of, of both of these gentlemen. So it was awesome to watch. Yeah, that really is bodybuilding to me. Like for for anybody that says like ah, I don't care about a plastic trophy, like that's not what it's about. <laughs> this right here, no. what you guys are talking about, what we're talking about right now, like this is bodybuilding. There's no question about it. That's a great way to put it. Great way Gary, to put it. yeah, I always hated that plastic. I always hate that plastic that plastic trophy freaking comparison that people make. It's not that. It's it's for the title. It's it's always been about that. It you know I got I got a medal. The medal sits right there. The card is next to in the trophy case, but it's the story behind it. And yeah. I think that that's the reason why, and that's the reason why I got the, the cheer that I did is just because there was a story mm-hmm. behind it. It wasn't easy. It was an underdog type thing. It, we didn't, no one knew if it was actually going to happen. And a lot had to transpire to make that happen. So it's like, rather than, you know, rather than, uh, you know, it's like I said, somebody we knew is going to happen just because they walk on and just stare at the judges and they're going to win. You know, that's that's not yeah. as exciting. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thank you for all your help and all your support with doing this show. Uh, if you're on YouTube, leaving comments, stuff like that. Of course, subscribing, that helps. If you're on iTunes, if you could leave us a good five-star review, that definitely makes a difference for other people being able to find our programming. And thank you to everybody from Patreon. You guys are legitimately like together. All of you giving $5 or $10 per month, it literally has created a small income so that I can do this full time. Thank you to our first and original sponsor, True Nutrition. They believed in us before anybody else did, which I'm so grateful for. And it's a great it's a great marriage because they have supplements that I've believed in and that I've suggest long before they had anything to do with our programming. That's why I asked them to be a part of it. Use our code THINK over there. Get some additional savings on supplements that you can trust. In the UK, check out Strom Sports Nutrition. They've got some really awesome health stacks, some performance stuff too. Uh, if you're in the UK, definitely check out Strom. Tell them that we sent you. And of course, supplementsource.ca for our Canadians. I mean, some of their deals are just absolutely crazy. They'll be like on label changes or overstock products. You might get like a, a granite supplement for 20 bucks. So definitely check them out if you're in Canada. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. So thank you guys for watching. Let's get back to the program. Let me ask you something. So I, I think back to my first show and I think back to... Like, and I'll use the word suffering. Like, I freaking suffered in that first show. A couple years later, I had a few years later, 
half half a decade later, I met Scott Stevenson, and I remember using that word suffering. And he he said, you know, you can't really suffer if it's something that you're doing to yourself. Like suffering is something that's being done to you. And with bodybuilding, you can really stop at any time. So you may be in discomfort, but you're not really suffering. And I still remember that conversation to this day because it changed my perspective. And I always knew about like, you know, you could have a good attitude or a bad attitude about it. And I always tried to have the best attitude I could. But I remember my first show, I really struggled and my attitude probably wasn't great. And I, I really didn't think as much about the people around me, my family. I know that through this whole prep, you were you were present. Like I've seen you there with your son. You you know, we were recording and you're like, hey, man, I got to go at five because I got to take my son to practice. You know, we talked about him a bunch on that last episode. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that that side of things? What was this prep like? Maybe compared to the distant past, were you able to still give to your family, give to work? Or do you feel like you neglected any of that? Uh, no, I don't think I neglected it. Obviously, uh, food, yeah, that's that's the, was the biggest sacrifices I couldn't eat with, you know, with the family. You guys know how that goes. But um, other than that, it, it was a tough prep because Dom is tough in terms of he's not giving you cheeseburgers and reloads and he's going to make sure you're shredded. Yeah. Now, hang on one second. But in, in terms of, yeah, I I really focused on the wrestling the whole time for the most part until the very end. Like yeah. then, like <clears throat> maybe two weeks out from the show, energy started to drop and I started to get, there were a little, a few outbursts, but nothing crazy. Um, and then, you know, if my son was like, you know, I don't know about wrestling, I was I would allow him to maybe like not go to everyone, you know, because I just couldn't handle being there yeah but for the most part like when we were speaking on the last podcast yeah i i was there tournaments pre, you know practices present everything like that um that's a maturity thing hmm. that's a understanding like where you're at that and that's a uh being used to this a little bit and i don't like the word listen it, I'm, I'm split on the suffering word because here's the deal <laughs> People like to say that sacrifice is the right word hmm. because you are sacrificing things to 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 that you can't do to a bigger goal. Yeah. However, I don't like when people say you could just give this up at any time and it wouldn't matter. Man, there is an entire identity that was built around this. Okay, I can't just walk away. I can't just <laughs> walk away, even if we exclude. Even if we exclude social media and everybody, the, the the supporters like that, I can't walk away. I couldn't have just like walked away like that. They people make it so simple for because I do have a kid that is you know that plays sports and stuff like that. And everything that I said would have been bullshit at that point. Mm. My wife was has seen thirteen years of competition. For me to just back out because you just don't feel like doing it anymore is a fucking punk out and a slap in her face for supporting all those years. Mm -hmm. So there is an obligation to get it done. People don't really, maybe if it's your first or second show and you're just like scratching the surface, maybe you could just, but I had a whole identity built around the fact of you don't give up. So that kept me driving towards it uh, in, in, in a way to at least finish it right. Whether it would have been not winning there and going to the next one and then at least getting to the end of the season. Yeah. And then you, you know, you, you could retire from there and say, I gave it a good try, you know, and that's as far as it's going to go. But to, to like punk out and to feel like just you're voluntarily making yourself eating this chicken, you could just stop. Yeah, technically, but you'd also be a fucking punk. So, you know, that, well, don't that you feel like you, you wouldn't be able to? It. Don't you feel like you know? A, my first thought is people that can do that. It just didn't mean enough to them in the first place. It didn't mean nearly the same thing to them as it does to you or some of the rest of us. But secondarily, what was my next point? Right. I, I think that's main the main point actually yeah, is that just it didn't mean enough to you. In the way I see it, right. is is that if it means enough to me. Yeah. 
then I need to buck up and be the person I need to be in order to get through this. And that means, and I guess, cause I'm, I'm almost thinking of my own life. I'm thinking of, you know, that first prep I really suffered by the last prep I had done. I, I was in discomfort, but, and it sucked and my brain wasn't working as well as I would like it to. And I'm supposed to be able to talk fast and be quick. Um, you know, and plus coaching people, it was, it was difficult, but like, I really, I enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed every minute of it, even the days that were hard, because I know like, man, this is a, I'm lucky. I felt lucky to have that experience. And I, I'm wondering almost if you had any of that, knowing that this is like your last prep, meaning like this is the last time that you'll be at this level. You know what I mean? With this pressure and waking up to do the cardio and everything else that goes into it. You know, it's like, did you have a certain level of like almost like appreciation or mindfulness? Nostalgia. Like, yeah, almost nostalgia for the moment. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I was very present with with that. Uh, like I recognize this is the last time be present me after I won the Lehigh enjoy this be present of course we had to get back to work but I did I was not about to be like this isn't the final goal and I'm not going to enjoy this <laughs> trust me man I never won an overall before and I was going to enjoy it for as ma ma much as I could I, I used that wind springboard back into the training because the training was a little bit not flat but like I just it was tough to get like I didn't really want to train. And then I remember for the first like three weeks, because it was a five-week gap, I was training good. Like I was excited to get in there. Um, and then that, that two-week out, because and then I started to fatigue a bit. And then you just got to really start grinding through your workouts. But I was always very present in terms of this is the last time. You're not going to get unlimited opportunities of this. Yeah. You know, and, and you're at your best. And so really the real pressure that I felt going into it was I know that I'm fucking at my best and I want to be rewarded for it. You know, cause sometimes you don't get rewarded for being at your best and you have to live with, and it should be enough, but live with the fact that you're at your best and that's all anybody can ask for him. Yeah. That, and that's how you should think. But we know as humans, we also want to bring the title home. If we got that far, we did, we want to make sure we come home with it. Yeah. So that's where like, kind of the, emo the emotional side comes in is like, you, you did get it. You know, you were rewarded. I remember, so, I remember where I was going with my second point. I think that um, if you didn't give everything you got and you didn't, you know, have the outcome that happened and you said, hey, you know what? Lehigh Valley was enough. I'm good. I, I, I think I'm going to come out, you know, retire now. I feel like you would be the type of person that you would always come back to that moment when you made that decision and say, man, I went the wrong way. And you'd always kind of hate yourself a little bit for it. And you'd always kind of think like, when I'm telling my son that he needs to do this and that he needs to be a winner, not, not just win on stage or win in his events, but win, win the day, win, win by attitude, win by approach. I'm kind of talking out of my ass because I didn't carry that over. Like I told him I was going to, and I feel like that's probably the driving thing that really, really got you through in those two weeks where the gym just didn't feel good. You know, your body's beat tired. The weights aren't giving you a pump like they were, you know, three, four weeks ago. I feel like that kind of that mindset, that reminder to yourself of, man, I'm going to think of myself as a failure in a sense, regardless of getting that, that, that great Lehigh Valley win. I'm going to think of my, myself as a failure if I don't finish the job the right way. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was, uh, there was a lot of moments that my son got me through it. Even you know, that not that he would even know, you know, just thinking hmm. things in my head, yeah. you know, and stuff like that in terms of like, I'm very much a leader of him in terms of showing him how it's done through the, my methods of bodybuilding that could translate to him. And there's going to be a video that I'm going to release soon uh, on, um, on my Instagram that somebody caught recording right when, cause I got backstage, saw Andrew and then I went and grabbed my clothes to go out and my son ran past security in backstage <laughs> and was going crazy in there. And I gave him a hug. I kneeled down. <laughs> I didn't even have my pants on yet. And oh I, man. And I, I had, and I, and I gave him a hug and I was giving him a talk. Somebody pulled their video out and they gave me the video and I was saying, it's on the video, but you can hear me saying, 
this is this is what happens when you never give up. I've take you've seen me lose so many bodybuilding shows, and just like you've lost wrestling matches, and you're gonna lose wrestling matches. But what do we always say? You always got to get back to the gym or your wrestling mat on Monday and get better. And then this is the final. It, 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 your time will come. And then I, so I had that on video. He's nodding his head. He gave me a hug and everything. And, and then, you know, we took some pictures. But that was like the culmination of everything because it was just lead by example. Like, man, we got, he, he's eight, but he's, I, <laughs> you're I, right, I'm Scott. feeling it too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling it too, Gary. <laughs> this is turning into a Hallmark you're moment gonna here. Have this to- is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's what it's all about, really. Right. He's going to lose tournaments, and it's going to fucking suck, man. And it's like, but then what are you going to do about it? You just saw your dad get his teeth kicked in in 2018, and the whole internet roasted him. And (laughs) on Monday, I showed back up. You know what I mean? I got, dude, I got posts loaded for those motherfuckers, too. I got screenshots over the years of people telling me to kill myself and everything. And I'm going to post about that. And I'm, I'm, I've been, I've been waiting years to post that shit with, because what do they say? The best revenge is massive success. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got people, I have people, there's a guy that on, on like all my stuff that's been tagging this one other guy and he keeps saying, this was one of the motherfuckers on bodybuilding.com that was roasting you back in 2013. And the guy was just like, like, he just like liked it. He goes, and he keeps tagging him. He goes, let him know that you fucking just won. And <laughs> that's like, amazing and, and i know that there's always the people like dude fuck the negativity i'm like dude i nobody knows the dark places i was in when those people and the only reason i'm not name dropping right now is because he's fucking dead and i'm not and i'm not i, I was just gonna out. say it's sad that some yeah. of these people who were doing that kind of stuff can't see and you don't get the vindication of being like boom motherfucker see i told you i, I don't want to do, do that that, that, that that those people have a family and, yeah. and and they're they're dealing with a lot more than that and I'm not basing a bodybuilding show off that but those people made my my life fucking hell for those times even though they thought it might have been funny I was the one mm-hmm. dealing with like shit I remember getting posts right after I took sixth at the 2018 Junior USA me and Porter fell short a bit we were told it to be a little bit higher than that and uh no, no, no less than 30 minutes from me sitting down at a dinner table after that. I'm getting smoked out on yeah. their YouTube videos. I used to get crushed on the early Universal ones. Um, and it's just, you know what? That's just the internet. And I, I'm going to post that shit for the young kids coming up who think that everyone's going to be their friend hmm. and, and they're not. And you got to sit and you got to thicken your skin and you just got to keep fucking grinding. And it's just, it's, it's part of it. But I want those, those people to know that like, I thought about them like every day, you know, because it, it it was unnecessary. I don't. I guess maybe I was enthusiastic. I was outspoken a little bit, but and and that put an easy target. And you know, I didn't have the best genetics, so that kind of made people like that were in the same boat as me that didn't compete or didn't want to compete very uneasy. Mm. It's easy, mm. you know. I was like this. I was like the same as them, but I was pushing and trying. Yeah, but then there's the other side of it. There's the other side of it, too, though, where there's other guys that that are inspired by that. You know what I mean? Oh, he he can do it. Then maybe I can do it, too. You know what I mean? So there is those guys, too. I've never been roasted. And I've never been roasted by somebody who was massively successful. Right. You never seen like Jay Cutler be like, G6 fucking sucks. Yeah, why don't you fucking quit? He doesn't need to do that. He doesn't. (laughs) No. It doesn't bother a guy like that who does that or anybody of any kind of noteworthiness, you know, where where that does. And like I said, I'm pretty sure everybody knows who the fuck I'm talking about, but I'm not going to go, go down that road. But, you know, there was a, there was a lot of talk like, you know, everyone knows I trained with Matt Porter in it. And I spoke uh, I, I texted briefly back with Rachel and she goes, Matt would have been really happy. Hmm. And I said, I thought about Matt. And, and me and Steve Ayanu were talking in between and or right after actually and said somewhere up in heaven John Meadows and Matt Porter are sitting there fucking going that son of a bitch did it you know because you know that was that was just you know I was kind of the John Meadows and Matt and Matt kind of started the whole like revolution of like the the grinding hard I mean like no one really yeah. knew who I was in terms of like until we saw that psycho prep that Matt put me in where I had to go to the gym four times a day 
where he was like <laughs> killing me. And I and I that, and I was just I doing about it you, because I wanted to prove to him. I wanted to do it because that's I wanted to prove to him that I wasn't a joke. You know what I mean? So it was like mm-hmm. I just wanted to prove to this guy that whatever you throw at me, I could tough it out. I got his respect from there, and and, and then we went there. But you know, we were trying to take it a step further. It didn't work out. So, you know, I like to think that you know that that he was watching. That's cool, man. So I'm sure you're not even thinking about the future yet. I'm sure you're not even thinking about like, am I going to downsize? What am I going to do? That kind of stuff. Oh, I'm thinking about it. Are you? I'm thinking about it, but I'm not, honestly, I'm not like, I'm going to downsize. I I actually want to try some jujitsu or something, to be honest. Okay. Kind of switch gears. Because you've been hanging out with Dom. Yeah. (laughs) Because you've been hanging out with Dom this weekend. (laughs) But. But Dom wants Dom wants to compete. I was thinking this before even. I don't want to compete in that. I just want to learn something where I'm an absolute novice at it. All right, well, we're gonna know, make first, sure. First day, we'll, I don't want to have her. We'll get a timestamp on this now, that? Andrew, and then we'll we'll find out. You know, a year from now, when Gary's posting yep, about yep. being in his first when tournament or something, when he's competing, yeah, good call. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, I can resonate yeah, with like, you about you know, that, Gary, though, about, it's been like 16 um, years, so. I, I can resonate with you about that, though, about being a true novice at something all over again and, and yeah. forced to be humble at a new to try to take on a new skill or a new task. I think I feel like there's a lot of good bodybuilders that venture to that, you know, like, you know, Dom doing his fighting, uh, Chris Tuttle getting into boxing. I'm thinking of I, I feel like, you know. Winners want to win, and they want to continue to win at something else. Once they've conquered or going as far as they can on their on their bodybuilding journey, they want to reach out to something else because a it's interesting, b it's going to keep their mind and body in shape, and um, and it forces them to be humble all over again and be a, be a novice, which I think is I, I think that's admirable. Yeah, you know you know how like when we go to the food store and you see some food and you're like you immediately look at the label in the back, right? And you're like, well, I can't have that in the morning because that'll spike my insulin too high. And then, and that's too much knowledge. Nobody should have that much knowledge. It's not even <laughs> fun to live like that anymore. So, and, and that's because that's because we're too fucking advanced at this. We didn't have, it was so much better in college when you didn't know anything. You just fucking took your protein shake after you're trained for three hours. And now they're like, wow, if you're trained for three hours, you're going to break the ketones down. And that's all bullshit. So like, <laughs> that's why like, I want to go to this, like, another, another, another avenue of yeah. physical fitness. I don't, it could be running. It could be running. I don't know. But where you're like, not good. No one expects you to be good. No yeah. one expects you mm-hmm. to know anything about anything. And you just listen. Hmm. I, I know exactly them, what that feels what like. Yeah. Right, you know what I mean? Like, like, like my son's first day at wrestling, they taught him a drop step. Well, whatever ju- in jujitsu that they teach you on the first day, that's this what we're gonna do. Okay, I'll see you at the next class. Yeah. And that's and that's just how I would want to go at that because you know, with bodybuilding, I've always been like, at least in the gym scene, not in the bodybuilding, scene, like the top of like the upper echelon in the gym. Everybody's coming to me and be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa what do I do to do this and like this?" And I, I, I don't want to be that guy anymore. Yeah. I want to, I want, I want to be. The one that's learning. So, I got another question for you, and and it'll keep me in shape. So, one more now that I'm thinking of here is so we, you know, flash back five years, maybe something like that, and you were on your your road to 300, right? And after that, we had you back on, and you're like, yeah, I realized that I didn't need to do that. Now, I do feel like there are some things in life that, even though they may have been mistakes. We had to do them to get where we are today. Do you feel like that mistake, because you've talked about it being a mistake, do you feel like that mistake was something you had to do? Yeah, you? because at the time I wanted to just tell everybody I was... Th- yeah, every I, I, at the time I wanted to tell everybody that I was 300 pounds. It was just like a <laughs> milestone for me. And after okay. I hit it... After I hit it and, and, and realized that it was not productive... I, I never wanted to do it again. Yeah. So it was, um, and then every year off seasons got lighter just by the nature of, you know, the coaches, you know, that 300 was before, before Dave. Yep. Then the second off season with Dave was 275. Okay. And it was like 265, 267. And, um, and I got progressively leaner each time yep. on stage. 
the 265 one was the 2022 season where I actually made heavyweights at the USA. And then with Dom, we did not hit 260. I think I was 257 in the offseason and, and, and a good 257. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was, um, you know, he wasn't going to, he was not about to let me spiral out. You know, that's just not his thing. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that uh, was tougher because there wasn't just like food thrown at you and you had to be more calculated just in one direction. Yeah. Um, I had a cheat meal, you know, on, on Saturdays, uh, but, you know, it wasn't, um, you know, anything, uh, you know, it wasn't like multiple or anything like that. So that was difficult for a guy like me who really does enjoy his cheat meals. But however, that all played out at the end when, when I was out of my mind. So, <laughs> You got anything else, Andrew? I don't, I don't. Uh, I mean, I'm, there's a million different other questions we could ask him, you know, about oh, all, yeah. all the other parts of his career. But but I think, you know, I think he, he said, you know, he, he gave us the picture for the day, for the weekend, for the experience, which is what we were after. And yeah. um, it's a great, it's a great way to close this thing out, you know? Um, yeah. Just sincere congratulations, Gary. Sincere congratulations, man. Yeah. Congrats, Thank man. You. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I guess my one buddy Joe Percher said right when I got off off the uh, stage and, and met with him after winning, and he said, "Listen, man, this could have happened in Las Vegas at the USA's or Pittsburgh at the North Americans, you know, Masters Nationals, North Americans, because and you wouldn't have had the hometown fans. Mm. You know, maybe your kid would have been there. He probably wouldn't have been. He wouldn't have been in Vegas." You know, my family wouldn't have, my parents, my mom, my dad, my sister wouldn't have been in Vegas. Um, and it would have just been me and my wife. And it would have been really cool to, of course, win, take first and win your pro card out there. That would have been monumental as well. But the way uh, the way this all planned out where, the, like, dude, the expediters were going crazy because they knew me <laughs> since God, when I started competing in the New Jersey shows and the Pennsylvania shows. And so he said, he goes, all this built up to be like a picture perfect moment, you know, instance where, you know, you had to lose those other shows to, to get that opportunity. And yeah. he made a good point with that, you know, you, and then now that you see that the, how it all transpired, you're like, yeah, I'd, uh, I, I'd, I'm glad it did have that reaction rather than like, you know, you win at the USA's and everybody just kind of claps and it's like, all right, mm. well, we'll see you when I get back in New Jersey. Those guys don't really know me like that out there. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, that I'm just very, very happy. That's what makes me emotional. It's just all the stars lined up to yeah. to make it good for me. That's so cool, man. That's awesome. That's so cool. Well, Gary, I, yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Andrew. I feel like we could just keep talking. So I feel like we just have to wrap it up here at some point. But we got to have you back, Gary. I know that we've had you back for, like, the next big push or for the next contest prep. <laughs> so now we'll have to come up with other excuses. <laughs> Well, I'll come. I'll come on and be like 170 pounds. Like, what the fuck did you do? I've been running the whole time. Yeah, I'm running 10 miles a day. Yeah, something like that. Well, we appreciate you, man. I'm getting ready for the New York Marathon. Yeah, 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 right. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Oh man, it's been a pleasure, dude. Every show that we've had you, like I said, dude, you're one of my favorite uh, guests that we've had on. So, Gary, this has been absolutely my pleasure, man. Thank you for always giving me the uh, platform, Scott. Guys, go fear, follow. Go follow Gary. You can check him out. We'll put your uh, we'll put your uh, Instagram and everything down below. And uh, of course, check out our sponsors, TrueNutrition.com. Use our code Think for additional savings. Um, of course, SupplementSource.ca for our Canadians. And thank you to everybody from Patreon. We're going to do a Q and A next, and we'll uh, knock out all your questions for another episode of Blood, Sweat, and Gear with coaches Andrew Berry, myself Scott McNally, and IFBB Pro Gary Turner. We'll see you soon first installment of uh huge as fuck we've got gary turner what's up man how you been brother back on the microphone and video with me today is uh gary turner gary what's up man and we are back on the road to north americans and with me today is super heavyweight gary turner what's up man how you been back on the microphone with me today is (laughs) gary turner like today we have a special segment with gary turner out there that are younger that are maybe like mm-hmm. that 130 pound gary turner mm-hmm. right now 
what what would you do say what would you suggest to them that maybe you would have done differently or what what were the things that worked you know let, let's hear yeah. some of the advice that you would give some of these guys well the first thing is that don't and one thing i hate and i preach against it is a lot of these guys will say mom my genetics don't allow for that i said oh yeah mm. you've, you've tried they, they, a lot of people immediately count themselves out. And honestly, that, this is not the hate on the men's physique division or the classic physique division. Yeah. If that's what the person genetically looks like or wants to look like, I understand that. I'm all for it. But a lot of people settle for those divisions because they can get there quicker. And, you know, where if you, if you told them, hey, would you ever want to look like Rolly Winkler? A lot of people would say yes. They just know that the work and the extreme that they would have to do that is just not something that they want to do. Yeah. So, uh, I always say, don't count yourself out in terms of being you know, getting to a certain size because it, you know how easily I could have said that at 130 pounds, mm. at 160 pounds, 210 pounds. There was a lot of stages that I went through, mm. and I still and I still believed. So that's the first thing I would tell them is is to if that's something you want to do, you're gonna have to, you can do it. Most people, unless you have really bad genetics, <laughs> um, but there's. There's just probably different extremes that you're going to have to go to to do that. Right. Um, another thing that I would say for them is it's going to take a long time. Uh, I started this journey in 2006. There was many stages that I was in. I looked like a men's physique guy in college. Mm. Um, I, I was a bloated mess in the early 2010, 2012 time, 2014. I didn't really get my act together until uh, 2015. So this is not something you just don't show up within a year or two years and you're 300 pounds. It's just not going to work. Uh, it's not, you know, and I, there's going to be a lot of people watching right here and say, well, it's drugs. I mean, they help, but it, listen, it is not, that also does not make a 300 pound monster. If it's anything, it's consistency. Mm, mm. It's consistently doing the same shit, being passionate about it, wanting to do it, and re really rarely ever screwing up. Mm. I didn't have a cheat, I didn't have a cheat meal in Vegas. Okay. Um, while I was there, I, that was just like a weird thing. I'm, I'm obsessive. Um, it's what I want to do, but my diet was the same in the off season while I was, while I was in Vegas. And that's just how I did it. I, I eat when I'm not hungry. Hmm. Um, last night I blended up six whole eggs, five ounces of steak, and I ate four slices of Ezekiel bread with grass fed butter on it. All weighed out. There was 10 grams of grass fed butter. I weigh everything. Yeah. Um, just so I, and this is off season, by the way, the, the pre-contest, I don't even leave town. So that's, the, that's just a whole <laughs> different ball game. But I did not want to eat that. Mm. I could have, I wanted to go to bed so badly. It was about 1230. I just wanted to go to sleep. But there I said, I cannot look myself in the mirror mm. if I did, if I don't get that meal done. I was nauseous. I blended it up. It tastes like shit. The texture was all like, you know, not good. I got it down. <laughs> I bet. And I, went, and, I, and I finally went to bed. I would tell like a lot of these young guys, I'm like, you know, they might skip out on stuff like that. They might yeah. say, well, you know, and they might make excuses. You know, I have a tattooed on my arm. My saying is no excuses, do the work. Uh. It's just whatever it is, if this is what you want to do, this is going to have to be a first priority. Um, you know, there's other priorities that you can have as well. But when I wake up in the morning, I always say to myself, what's the, what can I do right now to be better at bodybuilding? We'll